business owners. I'm Crystal and this is the Systems That Transform Your Business podcast, a place where you will find a source of knowledge, strategy and creativity to discover your business's unique DNA and implement systems to support your business growth. We are all about solid business foundations, software, automation, standard operating procedures and knowing 100% that anyone in your business can walk away right now and it won't come crashing down. Social media platforms are a beast. And if you feel lost when trying to navigate and use them, you certainly aren't alone. Join me on today's episode where I have the privilege of interviewing Renee Dembowski, the founder of Social Butterfly Marketing, and qualified trainer for the Diploma of Social Media Marketing, where we chat about how to set up your social media foundations for success. Hello and welcome to our live session. I am Crystal, the organization queen from Crystal Clear Solutions. And today we have Renee Dembowski joining us from the Social Butterfly Marketing uh, business, where she is going to have a chat with us for the next 30 minutes around getting your business um, online and digital in terms of social media. So welcome, Renee. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Do you want to give us a bit of background on um, on social media, so social butterfly marketing and, and where you've come from? Yep, sure. Okay, so I'm Renee Dombowski and I'm the founder of Social Butterfly Marketing, which is an, a company in, based in far north Queensland in Cairns, although we do work with um, businesses in Australia and uh, in New Zealand as well. So we do the Diploma of... So I'm a qualified trainer for the Diploma of Social Media Marketing and work closely with the Social Media Marketing Institute to deliver their 10-week intensive course as well. So we also do social media management for businesses and one-on-one consultations, um, e-newsletters, so a range of uh, digital uh, services like that. So, yeah. And I guess for anyone that is watching or watches after the fact, uh, we will put um, any links that we chat about during the next 30 minutes into the comments. So, you know, links to the social um, diploma and the other one that you mentioned as well, we'll throw them in. Sure. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Cool. So let's jump into it. Social media foundations. How do we make sure our social media foundations within our business are solid? Okay, so just a little bit of a background on foundations. I find that through, and I found this especially through working with um, businesses one-on-one, so where we do our one-on-one consultations. Um, The consultations are designed for people to learn, you know, see where they're at or get a little bit of advice around place doing an ad, running an ad or um, they're looking for something specific that they need help with. But the problem with that is when you do start going into that, helping them create an ad, you realise that, in fact, the ad account isn't set up properly or their pixel, their Facebook pixel or their digital pixel isn't installed in their website. So they're wasting an opportunity to track the traffic that goes to their website so they can then remarket to them later on down the track. So that all of these things are really important to have set up. The other thing is um, things like your um, pages. So just um, having your your about information correct and consistent across multiple platforms. So when um, well, you've got your Facebook, say everyone, most people are familiar with Facebook. 
then yep. you've got Google, then you've got your website, then you've got your Instagram account. And what Google will do is they'll they'll um, sort of cross-reference a business and all of their online presence and they will know whether or not a business is um, trustworthy or worthy or credible or not because they can gather information from all of those different sources. Mm-hmm. So you start having conflicting information on your website. So, for example, maybe the hours of operation are correct on your website but they haven't been updated on your Google My Business listing. But then your Facebook's also a little bit different or the same as your website but not your Google My Business listing. And that is going to negatively impact your presence as well. So it's really important um, that, and and this is what I recommend for all of my clients and I like to do for them, and they then maintain it every month, is to do a a digital audit every month. So it it is getting right down to the whole, is my, um, my Facebook business account set up properly? Are all of my team inside my business account, have they all got the correct accesses? So when I say business account, I'm not talking about a business page on Facebook. I'm talking about business.facebook.com. And what that is, is some of you will notice that you have a, uh, when you go to your page roles on Facebook, that you've got, a, instead of yourself as a person, as a page role, it's a little suitcase and the suitcase might have a name. So mine is called Social Butterfly Marketing. And that's a business manager account. And inside that business, that, that's like a suitcase that holds all of your uh, Facebook and Instagram assets. So an asset is a, a, a um, staff member or it could be an agency that you work with or it could be your business pages or your Instagram accounts because Instagram is owned by Facebook. It could be your ad accounts, your pixels, your ad pixels. It could be your catalogs. So if you've got an online shop on Facebook or Instagram, your catalog is held inside this suitcase. So what would happen is if Social Butterfly Marketing has a suitcase full of all of these things that we look after and Crystal Clear Solutions has a suitcase that also is full of all of Crystal Clear Solutions assets, we can join our suitcases so we can share with each other So I'll let us share the contents of our suitcases. And this really is the ideal way to set up a page if you've got multiple staff or people accessing your accounts or you have staff that you want to be able to give them access to run an ad using your ad account. And the reason you want them to use your ad is your ad account, not their own, is because you should have your pixel installed from your ad account, which is tracking traffic to your website so it all works together and that's why it's so important to have it all set up properly Mm -hmm. so there's that then you've got so with your audit you might have is my business name correct is my ad handle correct um is my ad account how i got my abn on there so that i'm getting um invoiced correctly with gst have i got the correct people with accesses to my ad account because just recently i have come across a couple of businesses who have had randoms who've somehow accessed their business, uh, their ad account on Facebook and mm-hmm. have removed them from that. So it's really important to make sure that you, you're keeping on top of all those security settings and making sure the right people have accesses. Um, the other thing that you can look at is have you got the, the most up-to-date cover image or is it an old promotion that you're running? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, have you invited everyone who's liked a post on your page 
to like your page from that. That's a good way of gradually growing your following. That's something that you should be doing daily because also by keeping those things um, happening every single day, it's driving the engagement on your page. The more engagement you get because you're managing it properly, the less you have to pay to get into people's news feeds. Yep. Are you responding to all comments? Are you, yeah, so this is what we do. And you go through basically everything with a fine tooth comb. That's something we'll do once a, a month. Um, the other thing that you can do as well with that is you can also get somebody from within your organisation, so staff member say, and say, listen, here is our checklist, our audit. I use an Excel document because I find that most people know how to use that. Mm -hmm. And I want you to go through every single point in this document and tick it to say, yes, it's current, it's up to date. Yes, it is still the correct email. Yes, it's still the correct phone number. And even though you think, oh, well, my phone number never changes, what does happen is Facebook changes. So Facebook will um, reset settings, and so then, like the other, just recent, well, most a lot of people now, if they haven't been in their Facebook um, info section, business info section, you'll be in South Samoa, not Australia, for your area code for your phone number in Facebook. Oh, so, yes. The other thing is on your ad account, you will no longer be in your um, current time zone. You'll probably be in LA time zone right now if you haven't done an audit of your ad account. So then you're going to get reporting in the incorrect time zones. So, yeah, and those things just get kicked out every now and again when Facebook doesn't update. Um, yep. So obviously I'm referring to Facebook there because most people use Facebook, but yep. Google My Business is another really important one to make sure is current and up to date. Yeah, and I would say for most for anyone who's got a local business, it's even more important than Facebook to keep fresh, up to date. Yeah. Okay, why is that? Well, you think about, um, so let's say Facebook has uh, 2.5 or just over or 2.2 billion monthly active users. Mm -hmm. So that's not whole of accounts. That's just active every month. Yep. Google has 3.5 billion searches a day. Holy. Yeah. And so the reason also is that um, while Facebook has a large, um, you know, a large user base, there's even a larger user base for people doing Google searches. So okay. if they're searching for, let's pretend I don't have a Google My Business listing and I'm a local cafe and a customer might go to Google and they want, they say, oh, I want to go um, to uh, Noah for lunch. They search for Noah. They're driving or they ask Siri, sorry, Siri. I go to <laughs> and then what will happen is, up comes the website, then that that person who's driving or that person who's trying to find the, the contact number has to then go to the NOAA website, go to the contact page, find the phone number, call them, or try and find their hours of operation if they're actually visible on their website. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you've got your Google My Business listing set up correctly, all of your information is in a little square to the right-hand side it's got your, it's like a little digital wallet. So your website's there with a click of a finger, go to the website. Your phone number's there and it's hyperlinked so your customers can click on that phone number and call you immediately. Or they can click on apps, look at your reviews and have a look at your hours of operation. And there's nothing more irritating than going to Google and going, oh, yeah, they're open now and you get there and they're closed because they haven't kept their Google information up to date. <laughs> I have done that and I had some very stern words with the employees that were inside of closed shop. <laughs> yeah, 
exactly so that's sort of um those are the things and the other really important thing with that is, is as well is that people are in when people engage with that listing so when someone clicks on the phone number or turns on the map or um clicks or engages with it you can then get that data so that data then is stuff that you can use and it helps you with your strategy so um you might see that you're you might be based in let's say we're based i'm based in cairns and i'm a local business a local business that people visit but i might see that actually a lot of my customers or people who are coming to my business are turning the maps on when they travel from the atherton tablelands so i'm like oh wow i've got a lot of people traveling down here on a saturday or whatever on busiest day of the month from the atherton tablelands so I'm actually going to do a special promotion saying that anyone from the Atherton Tablelands will be get a free coffee on a Wednesday afternoon if they come down to my cafe. Yep. And then you could advertise that on Facebook or advertise that somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure lots of people haven't really thought about using data in that way to help drive their social media strategy. So that's a really great kind of key that, um, you know, people can do that. Yeah, and um, I also, like with that data, if you've got um, somewhere that you can keep it, say it could even be in your audit document, where you might actually um, screenshot those results from February, then screenshot the results from March. So you can maybe cross, have a look and see, oh, what posts did we do that month? What's given us that spike in engagement? Um, the beauty of Facebook Insights, which are incredible, like they're so good, is that you can actually extract raw data and create your own analytics mm -hmm. and so the benefit to that one is that you can compare january not 2019 to january 2020 okay. whereas if you're just um taking it from their generic you know overview it's mm -hmm. only over the last 28 days whereas i sort of feel like that's pointless when you can't compare it year on year because that you want to compare apples to apples yeah and so, um, you know, you've been talking about monthly audits a lot, but yeah. what about doing a big annual audit where you do look at a full 12-month period and go, oh, I wonder what happened in January last year in comparison to January this year. Is that something that you recommend doing? Definitely. And that's where if you're – so if that's something that you leave until the end of the year to create, that can be quite a time-consuming time task to do because you're having to get – all the data and then put it together whereas if you're doing this month on month you've already got that 12 months of data there ready to go you might actually take it tuck it into an excel spreadsheet so that you can track it over the year but then you can really sit down at the end of the year and go you're not having to collect all the data then it's already there because you've been doing it in a small job if you're doing it monthly yep yeah no, but no I, different to doing your finances every month or writing your standard operating procedures every month it's the type of thing that if you're doing little chunks all the time um takes less but if you leave it till the end of the financial year then it's a huge job yeah and, I, um, doing it. yeah and so i think that's really good for um reviewing your marketing budget you did online marketing budget um campaigns competitions partnerships that you've got that you might have um, collaborated on giveaways online for having a look are we going to repeat that are we prepared to pay for the competition ourselves like pay for the goods ourselves if our partner isn't able to do it yeah and possibly also great to reassess the platforms that you're on as well because you know if 
you're saying that let's say Google My Business, if you get your listing up and running and the engagement with that in comparison to your Facebook page, as an example, um, is much more then you know, it's probably worth spending your money on Google My Business ads rather than Facebook ads. So yeah, um, your ads and stuff yeah. like that, for sure. Um, and I, I do often sort of like Facebook's my constant. So that's and, and Google My Business. Um, but I don't get the great analytics that a lot of other people will get. So if you're a cafe or a walking um, business, that's a little bit different. But because I'm an online business and because I don't have a physical location where I get foot traffic come to, um, I don't see the great data that a lot of other businesses do see. I see some, but it's not as, as good. Um, but, yeah, so Facebook is my constant that I'm always on. But I am always... Every, every, each year thinking about you know should I have a stronger presence on LinkedIn or and if I am what is going to be the product because what I do on Facebook is just not going to work on LinkedIn. Ah, So that brings us yeah. to our next point of social media content because there are so many different platforms Instagram Snapchat, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, YouTube, yeah. <laughs> business, there's so many and yeah. choosing which ones to be on to start off with is a really big part of, you know, your brand and, and your brand voice and, and your, your strategy. Um, but the content, once you've made those choices, is just as important. So can you walk us through um, how you should be making those decisions and the types of things you, could be, you should be putting on different platforms? Yeah, sure. So a lot of people will um, share across multiple platforms. So they might use a scheduling tool like Hootsuite, for example. Um, it's I, I don't recommend doing that to Facebook and Instagram. You can actually schedule posts for Facebook on Facebook and yep. Insta on that one platform. So you don't okay. need, yeah. Um, and and so, why is that? Why would you not use a pla an external platform? because it does impact your reach and engagement. Okay. So when you Facebook doesn't like people using third-party programs, they like you to use their software, their own pro platform to do your scheduling and stuff like that. The yeah. same happens with um, driving traffic to external sources all the time. Yeah. I'll find that will really reduce my reach and engagement if I have too much of that happening on my timeline. Yeah. But um, so things like, so obviously Facebook, I always recommend two platforms that you start with and get those, you know, worked working really well. And so Google My Business is the one, if you, especially if you're a local business, but then also um, Facebook. And the reason is because Google is such a, everyone Googles. Yep. Your business should be there for those Google searches, but also Facebook because it has got, it is the biggest platform and user base, but also demographics. So you've got your younger people to your older people. You can do articles, you can do live videos, you can do normal video, you can do, there's just so much, such a broad range of stuff that you can put on there. Um, however, it is a more social platform. So if you're on there and you're doing the hard sell, it's probably not going to give you that the results that you're looking for. So yeah. I personally use Facebook for a more um, customer relationship building platform. Okay, so, so a lot more educational content and how can we help not. you? Yeah, for me not, but that, that is definitely a way I could use it. What mm -hmm. I've used it for is more... Um, businesses what's happening fun vibrant social like okay. actually 
crucial. So, and the reason I do that is I know that is good for my engagement on my page. Okay. So, so yeah. can we talk about some really specific examples then? So let's take, you know, like a photography business. Yeah. Um, you know, how could you get more engagement through Facebook without selling? Sure. So with that, um, you could actually, I I would, like if it was men, it's just thinking off the cuff now. Yeah. So if I would <laughs> put, put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but, but for Facebook, um, I think it would be really useful to talk about this to almost like a from behind the lens perspective. Okay. So of the photographer taking photo of the subject, the story behind the subject. So more your storytelling, more okay. your um, how it led to this job perhaps and why you're working with this subject. Yeah. And then, yeah, then you could do like the finished one from the finish. Yeah. And you could almost do the same thing. I'm just thinking about all the different, um, you know, yeah. industries and, and clients that we both kind of work with. Hairdressers would be really similar. So instead of just portraying the beautiful hair that they've cut or coloured, they could talk about the stories of their um, customers and, you know, what got their hair to that point and why they wanted the changes and that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it could okay. be, there could be some really interesting stories there, like just broke up with the husband and wants to get back and look hot. So that could be one. <laughs> there could be yeah. so many different stories. But then yeah. I think um, that, but let's say then you go to Instagram, okay? Yep. And then on Instagram, you could actually be a photographer and you might go, my Instagram feed is actually going to be really edgy. It's going to be just the pictures that are black and white that I take. Yeah, so you okay. might have a black and white theme on your Instagram and that is just like one photo that it's more the visual thing. So if okay. you think about um, and, and like cafes and restaurants and stuff like that, that would just be for pictures of your food with the correct hashtags so that if I'm someone who's visited Brisbane and I want to find a great brekkie, I'll go hashtag Brisbane breakfast or Hendra breakfast or whatever you call it. That's, and that's pure, yeah, probably... Since you've brought up hashtags, um, yeah. one thing that I've learnt from you is yeah. that, um, again, social media content and, and hashtags are useful on some social media platforms and not on others. So yeah. where should we be using hashtags and should we not be using hashtags? Okay, so on Facebook you want to make sure you're not over-hashtagging because okay. it's quite spammy. So maybe just limit to three at max but on Facebook, when you do use a hashtag, it's not on Instagram. You need that hashtag exactly as it's written. Okay. So when people search for it, they will it'll bring up the ones as they're written. Okay. On Facebook, on the other hand, it will just look for words on the page. So whether or not whether or not it's got a hashtag in it, so you might go hashtag cans breakfast, right? And what's going to happen is Facebook will show you results, but it will show you, you might say. Um, cafe in the title, hashtag breakfast down the bottom. Mm -hmm. So we'll pick up words from throughout the blurb. So when, the reason you might use a hashtag on Facebook is if um, you've done a blurb and it doesn't really make sense to include those words in the blurb. blurb. So you might just put yeah. it as a little hashtag tag down the bottom so that if someone's looking for that, your post pops up because it's still relevant. Whereas, okay. yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, whereas on Instagram you want to be having more than three hashtags yeah. yeah i think you can still have up to 30 but they say between no like between five and ten max 
Okay. But then if you're looking at some of the really, you know, the more popular influencers, they're not even really using hashtags. So I suppose you're using them to get found. If you're a cafe, what we got to think about what is the purpose of using these hashtags as well. So the purpose might be that um, you might do um, sell, like, for example, I did a post today which was for magnetic lashes. So... I hashtagged magnetic lashes. So there'll be people all around Australia, women who are looking for um, magnetic lash inspiration. My post could pop up. My post pops up, then they'll go, oh, where'd she get hers from? And then they'll go, oh, from, um, you know, this lady over here. So we're going to now order it from that lady. So um, I love Instagram. My shopping is where Instagram's where I do my shopping from. Okay. Yeah. It's better than Google. It's better than all of those. So as, and I try to think of it, as a consumer, how do I use these platforms? How are they yep. most useful to me as a consumer? And then that's how I try and bring it in for my clients as well. So, yeah, otherwise you'll find yourself just spread so thin trying to be on everything because you do want to be everywhere and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you said something a little bit earlier is, you know, pick one and get really good at that one. And then once yeah. that's working and you're getting those organic reaches, um, and even if you're doing paid um, ads that the, those ads are bringing in the return on investment, then go to the next one and start building that one so that you aren't just kind of scattergunning that approach and hoping that one will work. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you can still use, while you're not doing exactly the same content across both, you can still use a similar post but maybe reword it slightly making sure you're changing your tags so that it's actually tagging properly on insta and facebook not just yep. shared from instagram to facebook and no one's because that's not going to help you reach like that either so yeah and so when you're using that scheduling tool inside of facebook um you can then schedule a slightly different post to instagram um yeah okay so um if anyone who's looking to do that you'll have to get in, make sure you've got uh, create a studio so okay. um, for your business page you'd go to your um, publishing tools which is one of the options across the top bar when you're an admin on your page publishing mm -hmm. tools then when you click on that down the left hand side it will say create a studio click on that and follow the prompts connect your Instagram through there and that's when you can start scheduling your Instagram okay. yeah perfect um so we've already kind of talked about monthly audits did you have anything else that you wanted to add around those um, just i would say pretty much just really making sure that while you're doing your monthly audits or your team are doing the monthly audits that you swap it up a little bit sometimes because when you have the perspective of somebody else having a look at it they might pick something up that you don't pick up or sometimes it has been known to happen when they're doing monthly audits, but then the monthly audit is not happening. <laughs> so <laughs> it's good to do audit of the audit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just to double yeah. check in. Yeah. yeah. You get a bit blasé, but things change so much that there's always something that needs to be updated. Yeah. Okay. Great. And I guess um, for any businesses that wanted to access you, um, Social Butterfly Marketing is on all of those platforms. Um, yeah. And one thing 
that I, I did want to let everyone know is that Renee is also part of a government funded program called ASPAS. And if you are a business registered in WA, Northern Territory or Queensland, and you have less than 19 staff, then you have the ability to access that fund. Um, and it gives you 24 hours of access to some really high level consultants like Renee, so that you can get that tailored approach to your own business and start doing that, you know, checking your foundations and doing your monthly audits and getting some really great direction on um, on your own social media platforms. So I highly encourage anyone that has uh, that access to the program um, to definitely jump on and have a session with Renee. Um, we will put the link to that session um, or to that program in the comments, uh, along with the link for Renee's website and Facebook and anywhere else that social butterfly marketing <laughs> is. I'll get Renee to jump on and do that. Um, but otherwise, thank you so much, Renee, for joining us. I um, always, always get so much out of the, the expertise and the knowledge that you have. Every time we chat, I get a little bit extra information. Um, so I hope that everyone that has listened currently or will listen um, after the fact that you get a little piece of heaven and a gift out of this session as well um, and definitely love to hear your comments around what you might have learned from Renee and anything that you might be able to implement straight up so thanks Renee. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right, bye guys. Thank you for taking the time to tune into our episode. We hope that it has given you something to think about and hopefully implement to support your business transformation and growth. Make sure you like our Facebook or LinkedIn pages to keep up to date with all our new resources and understand how KCS can become an integral part of your business and help you to systemize and scale.